I think we should be better than the Democrats. The Democrats immediately rushed to impeachment without hearings, this and that. I think there needs to be continued investigation. Uh, Senator Rand Paul yesterday on the, the discussion in the House of Representatives under Kevin McCarthy about launching an inquiry into the possible impeachment of lunch bucket Joe Biden. Rand Paul's not always right. He's right a lot of the time. And he's been violently attacked by Democrats more than your average senator. A lot more than your average senator. Well, good Thursday to you and welcome once again. We remain at 888-630-9625. And, and Hunter Biden, I, I'm guessing he was probably up all night, but this time uh, not because of cocaine intake. Probably just a little bit of stress since the, the Trump-appointed judge, recommended by two Democrat senators from Delaware, didn't play ball, didn't uh, do what the Biden Justice Department expected her to do uh, and rubber stamp this corrupt deal that would have given Hunter Biden blanket immunity going forward from prosecution for, I think, more or less anything. I think he could have started shooting people on Fifth Avenue and he would have been fine based on the, uh, the uh, plea agreement. And he got a little slap on the wrist. We already knew he was going to pay some back taxes. But then they said, oh, sure, the two years where he had tax problems, he'll uh, pay uh, some back taxes for that. But now you can't prosecute him for any other tax problems going forward for any other years. And uh, now we're done with this gun charge, and he gets a slap on the wrist, what they call a diversion program or diversionary program. I think a diversion program in there. And, uh, and that's uh, nothing. It amounts to nothing, right? Because he's Joe Biden's son. Don't you know who I am? It's, uh, it's amazing stuff. And, and again, Andrew McCarthy writing in the New York Post, the uh, former prosecutor, the fix was in for Hunter Biden until a hero judge stepped in. And Andrew McCarthy summed it up very well, I think, that, uh, you know, if you're trying to pull off a corrupt deal, one that is actually political theater, but you're trying to masquerade it as law, you'd better make sure the judge is in on it. When it came to that little detail, the Biden administration dropped the ball. Judge Mary Ellen Norica uh, instead did her job. That's why Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea bargain blew up in Delaware federal court on Wednesday. Instead, what was happening here in every normal uh, criminal case is that every legitimate investigation, you have adversarial parties, the defense looking out for the accused's interests. That's uh, Hunter Biden, his defense team. Um, and the Justice Department looking out for the public interest. That means government attorneys are appropriately aggressive in prosecuting lawbreakers. In fact, Justice Department plea bargain standards generally call for requiring the defendant to plead guilty to, at a minimum, the most serious, readily provable charge. You see, but, uh, you know, the, uh, the fix was in here. So, and as Andrew McCarthy points out, the Biden investigation is continuing, even expanding. And the judge asked about that. And they're like, oh, yeah, the case is ongoing. And the defense team freaked out and panicked in the courtroom. But we already know the Justice Department could have readily proved serious tax felonies. They reduced them to misdemeanors involving more than $10 million in income and a gun offense carrying a potential 10-year prison sentence. 
Alas, there is nothing standard about the Hunter Biden case, writes Andrew McCarthy. That's because the parties are not adversaries. They are in cahoots. They're in cahoots. That's always a fun word. Thus did the president's son and the president's Justice Department conspire to orchestrate a plea deal that would have, A, allowed Hunter Biden to escape prison and be given immunity from future prosecution over the Biden family business of cashing in on on President Biden's political influence and then Vice President Biden's political influence, and B, allow the Biden administration to pretend that with uh, independence and integrity, the president had allowed the Justice Department to prosecute his own son. Now, here's the thing. There's kind of a funny uh, wrinkle in all of this. The Justice Department and the White House, they've been saying, well, we can't possibly answer any questions about this because the investigation is ongoing, wink, wink. And that was their excuse, their their blanket excuse used again and again for not taking or not answering any questions having to do with the investigation or the prosecution of President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, the crack-smoking, stripper-knocker-upper, Russian-hooker-dating uh, punk son who's uh, he's the, like on the vice chairman of the board of the United States of America or something. And, and uh, they so they use this excuse, this blanket excuse, that we can't answer any questions. We're not going to have press conferences. We're not going to talk about that. And the reason we're not going to talk about that is because there's an ongoing investigation, right? There's an ongoing investigation, so we can't possibly talk about that. And um, then they got into court and the judge said, well, wait a minute, we're striking a plea deal here, but is there an ongoing investigation? And they said, yes, there is an ongoing investigation. And at that point, the defense freaked out. What do you mean there's still an ongoing investigation? Into my client? Yes, and they knew that, but no, it's all theater, and they're pretending. And uh, and here's the thing. It's uh, the plea agreement. Um, they agreed to not prosecute any further, but if there's an ongoing case, which is what they said as their excuse for not answering questions, then how can we strike a plea deal when the case is not done? And how can we give immunity going forward when the case is still being investigated. And so, once again, they're kind of hoist on their own petard here. They're petarded. They got uh, they got petarded. And, uh, you know, so the judge did a great thing here. The Justice Department is exposed as, uh, as a gang of corrupt gangsters that were just uh, licking the boots of Joe Biden and the Biden family. Can you imagine being such a loser that you've, you go to law school, you become a senior official at the Justice Department, and you're so corrupt, you're such a loser that you just uh, rig this whole prosecution of the president's son, and you go into to a court uh, with a smirk on your face and, uh, and say, well, we're going to uh, plead guilty to minor tax charges on the condition that no other tax charges be filed, and to a gun charge on the condition that he gets a slap on the wrist. And as part of this plea agreement, we can't be prosecuted for anything going forward, anything having to do with family corruption or bribery or, or violations of the Foreign Agents Registration Act. We can't be prosecuted for anything going forward. What a deal. And the judge noticed that and said, because she asked, she asked the question, well, is the investigation, is the case ongoing? And they said yes. And they had to say yes because that's been their excuse for not answering any questions for months now, right? 
But once the judge said, well, it's still ongoing, why are we, aren't we premature in striking a plea agreement that guarantees no further prosecution of crimes you may find as the investigation progresses? And they shrugged and said, well, I guess you caught us. <laughs> caught us this time. Now we're hoist on our own petard. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, by claiming Hunter Biden was still under investigation, they couldn't reply. We can't comment on any ongoing investigation. And yet the plea agreement, they had agreed to not prosecute any further uh, going forward. And the judge spotted this and caught them. And that means the Justice Department is filthy, rotten, corrupt. And this uh, guy, David Weiss, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, who they keep telling us was a Trump appointee, but only after he was twice an Obama appointee and then recommended by two Democrat Delaware senators to President Trump. And he said, okay, uh, I'll keep this guy. And then when Joe Biden came in and demanded the resignation of all of the U.S. attorneys across the country, this, David Weiss, was the one exception. And they said, oh, that's because we're so legitimate, we're so serious about the rule of law, we know he's investigating us, so we're going to leave him in place. No, you're going to leave him in place because he was twice, he was made interim U.S. attorney for Delaware by by Barack Obama and then acting U.S. attorney for Delaware by Barack Obama and then recommended by the two Delaware senators to President Trump. So to pretend that he's some big Republican or Trump appointee is a big lie. It's another big lie. There are 10,000 ways to lie in the naked city. And uh, we had about 20 of them on parade yesterday. It was pretty amazing. So good for the judge. Shame on the Department of Justice. Uh, Hoist on their own petard. Wonderful. Just wonderful. And with that, let's uh, let's go to uh, let's go. We've got audio that uh, that we uh, need to get to, don't we? Um, But before we do that, let's go to the telephones because we like to talk to the nice people, American people, normal people, voters, taxpayers, Americans. Let's go to uh, Jeannie calling from Florida. Where, you know, Cocoa Beach, uh, I Dream of Jeannie. Uh, Jeannie, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, I'm Jeannie. I'm still a Delaware girl. I grew up in Newcastle, Delaware, which All was right. founded in 1659. <laughs> the kids were raised to be very uh, concerned and keeping the law. If you drove a car and uh, you were speeding, the uh, officer was able to pull you out of the car, depending on the situation, leave the car standing there and took, take you off to jail, as well as people that didn't pay alimony. And a few other things. When I crossed the green in Newcastle when I was a little girl in grade school, they had a whipping post and until 1972. I could hear the whips cracking and the guys hollering. <laughs> I have to smile at this whole thing because Biden lives there. He should have sense enough to know what the Delaware courts are because the DuPonts, God love them, helped the Delaware people and everything. But they created a monopoly worldwide in the chemical business. And the courts took them to task and they had to divide their monopoly. Among other things, uh, the presently the um, Boy Scouts had an abuse claim with the Boy Scout troop, which is in progress now. Uh, they are splitting $2.6 billion between 82,000 
victims worldwide, and the Delaware uh, is handling handling the bankruptcy for the Boy Scouts. Well, let me, uh, Jenny, let me jump in here. These are just examples. (laughs) uh, Examples, and I think what you're trying to say is that Delaware is something of a law and order state or has historically been a law and order state. And that the Bidens should not have assumed that they're going to be able to get away with all of this. That's what you're uh, attempting to convey? Yes, and also I worked at a country club in Delaware, which uh, I was in management there. This was back in the 60s. And I mean this not disrespectfully, but the the very extremely wealthy, we're talking about the Rolls Royce, show-driven, diamonds, you know, the whole nine yards. And uh, they just, any whim was was given. Well, and, uh, and, people, and the Biden family is uh, behaving like the Rolls Royce, uh, chauffeur-driven, uh, uh, Delaware DuPonts. Assuming that they can get away with uh, with everything, right, right, uh, Jeannie? And now this was a federal judge and not a not a, uh, a state judge, but um, but you're saying that they shouldn't assume that they can get away with all of this in Delaware because Delaware is a, a state with a long history of of uh, law and order, right, right, Jeannie? Well, it was the first state. But the point that I'm trying to make is that these people, you know, I'm not disrespecting anything or critiquing anything, but the the people that, that well, I, I took care of the Bidens years ago and, and all the other people. They had 5,000 members. It was my job to let them have whatever they wanted to make them happy. Well, I, uh, I, I got a time. <laughs> I know uh, Delaware is a wonderful place. There are a lot of wealthy people there. Joe Biden, I guess, envied them and wanted to be among them. And so he took millions and millions of dollars from Ukraine, for example. And, um, uh, you know, and all of this is uh, the Biden family feels that they can get away with uh, anything. And and yesterday, Jeannie, there was a judge that got in the way of their little dream. And um, and that's good for all of us and good for the United States of America. Uh, thank you, Jeannie. Have a wonderful Florida day. I've got breaking news for you. President Biden's plan to introduce the digital dollar is already in progress, and it's vital to understand the potential consequences because, contrary to their phony baloney claims, this initiative is not in your best interest. Time is of the essence, so take action now. It's absolutely necessary to protect yourself and your your future, your savings, your retirement. You can help protect your savings from the risk of the digital dollar by diversifying with gold and silver IRAs. Call the experts at American Alternative Assets. Call American Alternative Assets today at 888-4-GOLD-20. 4-GOLD-20, 888-446-5360. And get your guidance on safeguarding your retirement and your savings. Say no to Joe Biden's digital dollar. Call 888-4-GOLD-20, 888-446-5360. Call them now. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal tax investment and financial advice before opening an account. Yeah, yeah. All right, we have um, we have lots of uh, great uh, audio for you, uh, legal and political, on Hunter Biden's day in court. We are at 888-630-9625.
Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Now, the Daily Caller is reporting this morning that Joe Biden's Merrick Garland-led Department of Justice last night dropped charges, campaign finance charges against Democratic mega-donor and alleged fraudster Sam Bankman-Fried, who fled to the Bahamas. But the Biden administration, he's a huge Democrat donor who had this phony cryptocurrency thing, and he had to flee the country, and now they're quietly dropping charges The Department of Justice dropped a campaign finance charge against disgraced former crypto tycoon Sam Bankman-Fried. They call him SBF because everything has to be an abbreviation. They did this last night on Wednesday night, according to a court document from the Southern District of New York. Authorities assert that Sam Bankman-Fried, co-founder of a bankrupt crypto exchange, FTX, and his associates, utilized customer deposits for $90 million in campaign contributions to around 300 candidates or political action committees. Huge Democrat donor. That, according to the New York Times, the Department of Justice letter to the New York uh, court states that it is not pursuing the charge because the Bahamas did not plan to extradite Sam Bankman freed to the U.S. to face the music. The government has been informed that the Bahamas notified the United States earlier today that the Bahamas did not intend to extradite the defendant on the campaign contribution count, the letter asserts, accordingly and in keeping with its treaty obligations to the Bahamas. The government does not intend to proceed to trial on the campaign contributions count. Now, that is, uh, it is good to be a Democrat, isn't it? So he went to the, and the Obama said they're not going to extradite him. That doesn't mean you drop all charges. <laughs> that means you wait for him to go someplace else. That means he's trapped in the Bahamas now. But hey, if you just drop the charges, Sam Bankman Fried contributed nearly $39 million to Democrat aligned causes, emerging as the second largest individual donor to them in the 2022 midterm cycle, according to the radical left wing Washington Post, using FEC data. I've got to say, this Daily Caller story is utterly schizophrenic about Sam Bankman Freed by Jason Cohen. It says the Justice Department dropped campaign finance charge against Sam Bankman Freed, big Democrat donor. They said they did it because the Bahamas notified the United States that they did not intend to extradite Sam Bankman Freed to the United States on the campaign contributions count. And further down in the Daily Caller story, it says the Bahamas speedily extradited Sam Bankman-Fried to the United States in December when FTX collapsed, according to the New York Times. Quoting the New York Times. 
Uh, uh, uh. Man, oh, man. And it says prosecutors um, requested that he be jailed, but instead Sam Bankman-Fried is uh, in the United States living in California at his parents' residence and released on $250 million bond, and he's facing other charges uh, in October. So uh, I'm going to have to sort this out, and uh, I'm going to have to call Jason Cohen at the uh, Daily Caller and ask him, what the heck? And I have to say, what the heck? Completely crazy. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Man, oh man, oh man. So, all right, let's go to uh, some audio here. Um, on the Hunter Biden fiasco. Now, the, uh, the legal scholar and law professor, Jonathan Turley, was yesterday on the Fox News channel talking about, and he was trying to figure out as we were going along, uh, what was unfolding yesterday before our very eyes. And it kept going back and forth and back and forth. The, the deal was on when they walked through the door. A plea deal that had been hammered out before they ever showed up yesterday morning. Once they got into the courtroom, the judge, how dare she, started asking questions, discovered that it was, it was fixed, it was rigged. It was crooked. It was corrupt that the Justice Department and U.S. Attorney for Delaware David Weiss had cobbled together this incredible sweetheart deal for Hunter Biden and the Biden family. And it was uh, truly outrageous. And when Judge Noriega uh, figured it out, uh, the, the kibosh was put on the whole thing. Wait a minute. Blanket immunity going forward while there's an ongoing Justice Department investigation on which we've spent many millions and millions of dollars over the course of who knows how many years, at least four years. And now he's going to get a slap on the wrist and walk out the door, and it's going to stink like the third world. Jonathan Turley yesterday on the the Fox News channel talking about the deal that we only discovered after the judge asked questions. And David Weiss looks like a crook, the U.S. attorney in Delaware. Merrick Garland, the attorney general, looks like a crook again. The Justice Department, again, looks like a third world house of corruption. Uh, Joe Biden stinks of uh, corruption. And uh, that's all fine. Uh, Professor Jonathan Turley yesterday on the Fox News Channel. The problem with a plea agreement is you can't actually type in wink and nod, right? I mean, the the problem with this agreement (laughs) is that the judge read it and said, what is this? And part of the obligation of the court is to make sure that the defendant and the government are very clear on what the agreement means. And they weren't. And it broke down with the most basic questions. That was what was so surprising here. That's what was so surprising here. You can't write in the uh, plea agreement there's a wink and a nod. (laughs) But there was a wink and a nod. And again, had there been some Obama-Biden judge in the chair, then the corruption would have uh, survived. And then the news media plays the very important role of shoring up the corruption for the Democrat Party and the Biden family and the Merrick Garland Justice Department because... Our media is the most corrupt institution in the United States of America. And again, I've talked about it many times before. Benito Mussolini's definition of fascism is a merger of state and corporate power. And what corporate power is more important than the information oligarchs? 
why they became apoplectic when Twitter was taken away from them. You notice that Jack Dorsey has vanished. He got $42 billion, whatever it was, for Twitter. And boy, he might be on another planet. He's just gone. Can't find him. Here's Jonathan Turley yesterday talking about the questions asked by the judge that just blew the whole thing up. The wheels came off right away. And the Justice Department came in there with this plea deal, this sweetheart deal for the Bidens, with a straight face and with three easy questions. The whole thing was exposed as a corrupt ruse benefiting the Biden family and corrupting justice in the United States of America once again. These are the types of questions as a defense counsel you work out with prosecutors in advance. But she basically asked one question and the whole darn thing Thanks. fell apart. And so the question now is where do you go from here? It's like a wedding where both the bride and the groom objected. <laughs> and everyone else is sitting there saying, wait, how did we get here and where do we go from here? Tell me where do we go from here? And of course, uh, he would have been um, uh, immune from prosecution for further tax issues. And there are many more tax issues coming down the pipeline. And we would, of course, all be in very, very deep trouble if we took in millions of dollars from Chinese business conglomerate. And, and uh, you know, honestly, the, uh, the Ukrainians, the Romanians, the Chinese... And uh, this was going to be a slap on the wrist, pay the fine, and then get on with your organized crime family antics and hijinks, both antics and hijinks. Jonathan Turley, the law professor, um, you know, it was, again, it was supposed to be a 30-minute rubber-stamped deal, and Hunter Biden was going to walk out smiling with his highly paid defense team, and they were going to hold a press conference. Now all of this is behind us. And they wouldn't mention the immunity clause in there. And the so-called news media would just say, well, now the Republicans have to stop talking about this. This has been litigated. This has been settled in court. And, and now we're done, right? But the judge said, is there an ongoing criminal investigation? Um, yes, Your Honor. Defense, the defense freaked out. And Jonathan Turley noticed this, too. This was all supposed to be scripted. It was all supposed to be easy. And now it's off script and it's anything but easy because the judge just raised the one charge that the White House most fears, which is the chance that Hunter was a foreign agent. And if he was a foreign agent, the question is foreign agent for who and for what purpose? The president was that purpose. He, if you're influence peddling, it's influence over the president. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. And the vice president. You know, the Foreign Agents Registration Act, FARA, for which, uh, let's see, how many uh, uh, Trump administration officials were prosecuted for that uh, when it was completely phony? And here's Hunter Biden, foreign agent for Ukraine, foreign agent for Romania, foreign agent for communist China, CEFC, the Chinese Communist Energy Company. And when did Hunter Biden become an international uh, expert on energy matters? The answer is never. This is the dirtiest, most crooked family ever to occupy the White House. And by the way, Hunter Biden is apparently living in the White House. And one of Joe Biden's granddaughters 
is living in the White House with her husband, whom she married at the White House a few months ago. And all of this is is okay, right? Jonathan Turley on, hey, wow, can't believe that happened. Uh, the whole Washington establishment was rattled by that. So the whole purpose of this deal is collapsing as, as, as we're watching it. And it's taken Washington by utter surprise. I was on the Hill yeah. talking with members, and everyone was Everybody floored. Was- and everyone was floored on Capitol Hill, like, wow, what happened? Now, there is another dimension to all of this, and that is the judge discovered that um, a Democrat legal operative working on behalf of Hunter Biden contacted the judge's chambers the day before yesterday and misrepresented herself, saying that she was speaking for the House Oversight Committee, one of the House committees that was investigating Hunter Biden. And uh, the woman was lying. And they have the woman's name and and everything. Um, And she called the judge's chambers, got a hold of a clerk, misrepresented herself as representing the Republicans in Congress, and asked the clerk in the judge's office to remove documents that had been provided to the judge by the Republican members of Congress. And the Washington Free Beacon has the story, but the Washington Post doesn't. Judge says Hunter Biden legal team impersonated Republican to hide evidence, threatens sanctions. A federal judge on Tuesday accused Hunter Biden's legal team of pretending to work for a Republican congressman to get a court filing removed from the public docket. U.S. District Judge Mary Ellen Norica, uh, who's set to decide whether to approve Joe Biden's plea deal yesterday's story on tax and gun charges, said that a member of his legal team, Hunter Biden's legal team, misrepresented who she worked for to get evidence removed from the docket. Judge Norieka threatened to place sanctions on the lawyers. That should still happen. You should be disbarred for doing something like this. Judge Norieka said the staffer falsely claimed to work for the lawyers employed by Republican Representative Jason Smith, a Republican from Missouri, who chairs the House Ways and Means Committee. Smith had submitted an amicus filing, an amicus brief in the case, which was removed from the docket after a staffer for Biden's lawyers called the court. In the filing, Congressman Smith urged the judge to consider recent testimony by IRS whistleblowers that their investigation of Biden and the resulting prosecution were held back by political considerations. Now, this is uh, completely nuts. They've, uh, they've got the name of the woman that called the judge's chambers, spoke to the clerk, and, um, and lied, misrepresented. And then they denied it later, of course, because, you know, what are you going to do? So the defendant appears to have benefited from political interference, which calls into question the propriety of the investigation of the U.S. Attorney's Office. Just amazing, Congressman Smith's attorney wrote. It is critical that the court consider the whistleblower materials before determining whether to accept the plea agreement. Now, Biden's team said that the issue appears to stem from an unfortunate and unintentional miscommunication between a staff member at our firm 
and employees of the court. They fed that BS to CNN, and CNN dutifully reproduced it on the Internet and doubtless on television, too, but nobody was watching. The judge said the staffer called to have items removed, claiming to work for a Republican representative. That's Congressman Smith. It appeared the caller misrepresented her, her identity and uh, who she worked for in an attempt to improperly convince the clerk's office to remove the amicus materials from the docket, the judge said yesterday. Jessica Bangles, a staffer for the Biden law firm, said she called the court but denied pretending to work for Congressman Smith Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. or Congressman Smith's lawyer, uh, Ted Tequila. I'm going to go with Tequila, Tequila, like Tequila Mockingbird. I am completely confident that I never indicated that I was calling from Mr. Tequila's office or Ketilla. Uh, and uh, that I worked from it anyway, Bengals said in an affidavit to the judge. So apparently the clerk just got it all wrong, heard it all wrong. And uh, and when the uh, representative uh, calling to say, remove the amicus brief that's detrimental to Hunter Biden, I worked for Congressman Smith, and the clerk just misunderstood it all, right? And uh, honestly, this is uh, Jessica Bengals is now calling the clerk in the federal judge's office a liar. You got it all wrong. That's not what I said. That's not what I did. And the clerk's office is like, no, that it is. It is what you said. It is what you did. And that's crooked as hell. And that's the kind of thing that you should be disbarred for. You know, like uh, leaking the Supreme Court decision from the Supreme Court on the lead up to the Roe v. Wade uh, being overturned decision in the Supreme Court. Still nobody, nobody been uh, held accountable for that. Isn't that amazing? Again, like, you know, day one, I would have gone on and uh, gone in there and find out, found out who it was within a matter of a couple of hours. You know, CBD is everywhere. You know CBDs. They're putting CBDs in everything. And my friends at Generic CBD have infused it into their number one best-selling deep penetrating muscle and joint cream. Let me tell you, this stuff is amazing. Check out the reviews online. It melts right into your knees, your elbows, your shoulders, your back, especially those stiff hands and your fingers. I'm going like this with my hands and my fingers right now. goes to work in a matter of seconds, and it's a fantastic moisturizer. My best girl told me that, too. The company's called GenericCBD.com. You've heard me talk about them before. They sell premium CBD products for less cash. And right now, you can try their muscle and joint cream for free. It's free. You just pay $2.95 to help with the shipping and handling. But don't worry, it's not a subscription. There are strings attached. They just want you to try it because they know you're going to love it. You're going to want more. You're going to buy some for mom. You're going to buy it as gifts. So get your free sample at genericcbd.com. That's G-E-N-E-R-I-C-C-B-D.com, genericcbd.com. These products and statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or illness. Yeah, I got I to gotta say, we are more corrupt than ever before. And if only we had a legitimate fourth estate, a news media, that had some interest in uh, holding the powerful accountable for their misdeeds, we'd be living in a very different country today. We are at 888-630-9625. There's more, and UFOs aren't called UFOs anymore, but we've got their bodies. 
And uh, I know what you're thinking. Did we subject the alien bodies to, to anal probes like they do to us? That's coming up, too. The Democrats on Capitol Hill today are pushing hard for more child genital mutilation in America. They're very much in favor of child genital mutilation in the United States of America. They want children uh, who, you know, aren't allowed to buy cold medicine to um, decide to change their genders and mutilate their genitals and take pharmaceuticals that will render them eunuchs for their entire lifetimes. And I'm going to have some of that coming up for you because, and then uh, they attack Republicans because some Republicans actually oppose child genital mutilation in America. Let's uh, let's take a phone call, Michael. Let's go to Ronnie calling from Austin, Texas. Ronnie, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Uh, hello. Uh, yeah, I, I noticed that the uh, space aliens have the technology, tr- tremendous technology, to travel hundreds of thousands of light years to get to Earth but they uh, don't have the technology to avoid crashing. <laughs> you find that suspicious, do you, Ronnie? I, I, I do. I think uh, maybe they want to, they come here to learn how to fly from our people. <laughs> After f- traveling light years uh, across the galaxy, uh, they uh, want to learn how to fly from our Navy pilots and our Air Force pilots. Yeah, it's maybe way I can figure, we can teach them how to land. Yeah, yeah, to land. Yeah, they can fly real good. Yeah, yeah, that's very funny, uh, Ronnie. Yeah, they uh, don't know how to uh, avoid crashing into the planet Earth after traveling from a galaxy far, far away. Um, that's a that's a good point, a good question, Ronnie. A, a fun one. Yeah, we do have space alien. There was a hearing on Capitol Hill yesterday. They're not UFOs anymore. Now they're UAPs. UAPs. You know what UAP means. We all have to learn a new abbreviation. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.